Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is Thursday, May 23rd, and the NFL Draft is coming to Kansas City. We've got the draft. We've got it. We've got it in four years. We're going to have to wait. The 2023 NFL Draft is coming to Kansas City, though. Yeah, four years, that's nothing. I can wait four years for the draft. Yeah. Um, this is awesome. This is such incredible news for Kansas City. I like that they waited till 2023, so no one had to see our embarrassing airport. Oh, yeah, because it's gonna airport's going to open up right before. Yeah, the airport right. opens up right before. Um, I think this it does make me nervous because I think because now there's a deadline and we have this huge national media thing coming to Kansas City, there's going to be a delay in the airport. Oh, I'm very nervous that to just knowing how the airport has gone up to this point. Yeah, there's been delay. To trust delay. them. But, oh, you know, you look at it from the other angle, and I kind of thought, oh, now they've got some motivation. Yeah. You know, and hopefully they've yeah. got more money thrown at it because, hey, you, you better get this done so people aren't pulling up to Terminal B and taking the 20 steps out to the door or, you know, uh, getting a, a – burger from burger king while they're at the airport yeah there's no so restaurant hopefully or there's, anything, yeah. there's something nicer there but it is huge for kansas city and i'm seeing well first i just saw downtown and then i tweeted at brooke Pryor, asked her to come on the show too. come kansas on the city, uh chief's beat writer she confirmed it's going to be at union station uh world war one monument yeah right where the yeah. uh right where the parade the royals parade was which was such an awesome scene and i think the pictures that you can take were big, big monument, big Instagrammable right. moment, guys. Right. Um, the pictures that you'll be able to take from World War One uh, Memorial, looking down over the the draft crowd and over the uh, over the city, will be will be very Instagrammable. Yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of fun, a great thing to look at. I mean, if we had eight, well, they're saying eight hundred thousand people at that Royals parade. Uh, I I think it's the perfect place to have it. Very photographable. Uh, I saw that. Nashville had 600,000 fans. I expect Kansas City to have just as many or more down there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where how to estimate crowd sizes. Oh, I've I never been a yet. believer in that. I would think you just look at the picture, count 100 people, and then just make squares or something. But yeah, I've no idea. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, but I, but I, crowd size usually isn't a big story in the news. So yeah, don't no, one to, ever no one ever talks about, talks about crowd, crowd sizes. Size. Yeah. Or compares them to what other crowds were. Yeah. That's not a thing. No, People that's not a thing. No one's all. embarrassed of their crowd size either. Nope. No, no. But nope. but yeah, we'll have the downtown convention hotel ready. Um, the airport will will be redone. Um, I was reading the... I don't think the streetcar will extend to uh, the plaza to, quite mm-hmm. yet. I think in, that's due to be done in 2024. Okay. But, you know, when the NFL offers you the draft, you got to take it. This has become a... A huge deal for the NFL now. Yeah, and, and I just and a huge deal for Kansas City. It's like uh, just going to be the center of attention. Uh, looking at what it did for Nashville this year, uh, they said it brought in 133 million dollars, injected that into the city. Again, where does that number come from? Uh, yeah, that number I don't <laughs> understand either. Uh, and then uh, make up numbers, just make up numbers. But uh, it must be hotels, restaurants, 
beer people are buying. And then I think 47.5 million watched. So uh, Kansas City gets to be front and center on the TV screen there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You know, 50 uh, million people probably by then. ESPN will take over the city. Every bar will have ESPN posters and NFL stuff everywhere. And, and I mean, huge shout out to Kathy Nelson. Yes. Kathy Nelson works for the Kansas City Sports Commission. She is the behind-the-scenes person that has kept the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, um, has brought other things to Division Kansas City. Division II football championship she brought a couple years to Kansas City. And, I mean, she is the main – Clark Hunt even uh, shouted her out. Yeah, and shout his, out the Clarks. Yeah, to the Clarks. But Clark Hunt shouted out Kathy Nelson from the Kansas City Sports Commission. She's incredible. Um, she's she's done a ton for this city. Kathy Nelson. Yeah. Come on the pod. Come on. Let's yeah, discuss. Exactly. Uh, and I thought uh, I would ask you this. So 2023, the draft is coming. How many MVPs will Patrick Mahomes have by then? Yeah. And do we have three out of four of those Super Bowls from now till then or, or all four? Of if, them? if this is a true statement, if the Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl by 2023, we will hate hosting the draft. We won't want like the NFL and Roger Goodell, and we won't want everyone's attention. If the Chiefs haven't won by 2023, we will not want the NFL. Draft. I no, I don't agree. I think that uh, Chiefs fans, again, we we crave everything the Chiefs the Chiefs do, and I think that uh, you know, no matter what, I mean, we'll probably boo louder at Goodell and. You yeah. know, uh, if Tom, Tom Brady will sell, he'll probably still be around. Then. Yeah, he'll yeah, and he'll have to boo the Patriots too because yeah. if we haven't won, it's because Tom Brady's still around. Yeah. and still playing. But I think Mahomes has a couple more MVPs. Yeah, in the next at four least, years. I mean, in the next four years, at least four. He yeah. might win two in one season. Yeah, so definitely uh, props to to Kel- Kathy and uh, the Kansas City Sports Commission and everyone who brought that. And uh, just a huge, huge deal for Kansas City. Talking hundreds of millions of dollars injected into the economy. Uh, so we are so thrilled um, and so excited to have the draft 2023. Uh, any other thoughts, draft? Uh, no, thank yeah. God they're here because if, if the draft hadn't been announced, we were going to talk about how fat Breland Speaks is. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> there were some pictures of fat yeah. Breland Speaks that got released first day of training camp or um, – voluntary workouts and Breland Speaks looks fat so yeah. I'm glad we don't have to talk about that we're not going to talk about how fat Breland Speaks looks yeah and we would have been Midwest mad knowing that Cleveland got a draft and we didn't yeah so thank God it came here but yeah, thank God. very very exciting so uh, next as we talk every week we talk openings and closings uh, and this next opening is something that definitely uh, I have opinions about <laughs> Because one of my favorite bars in Kansas City, Tanner's in Waldo on uh, 74th and Broadway, closed down last October. And, Danny, there's a new restaurant group moving mm. in, opening up in uh, June. Yeah, yeah, there's a new restaurant. It's going to be called Brick and Mortar. Not and, a bad name. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of It's okay. Uh, but the, the name of the restaurant group that is starting it, is Brosov Brosov's Brosov's restaurant group okay and Brosov's Brosov was the coolest word in 2007 oh yeah yeah it, right after um, I love you man or what yeah what came out yeah, uh, yeah I, love I think you, it was man. I love you man and yeah everyone was saying Brosov like it's you know do you get it because it's like saying bro my bro but it's an, a name Brosov mm-hmm. so Brosov's restaurant group 
is owned by Travis Lester. Ooh, Travis. Travis Lester. Travis, bruh. Travis Lester was born Oceanside. Where were you born? His answer, Oceanside. Sick, bruh. His, nick, his nicknames? The Hurricane. Yeah, because he's going to rock you. Turtle. Oh, they're going to say turd. And Charlie Sheen. <laughs> That's one of his, his, one of his nicknames is Charlie Sheen. This is Travis Lester. You can read this all. He publishes this info on him, on himself on B- Bros of Restaurant Group uh, website. My favorite part. Uh, the question: Jeans and t-shirt or dress pants and collar? Dress pants, collared shirt, pink on pink on pink. This is the guy who is running a restaurant. Formerly <laughs> occupied by Tanners, which was famous for its chicken lips and boogers and burgers. I mean, this is this cannot stand. Yeah, I don't know. I read and you see the word casual elegance mm-hmm. a lot when he That's talks like their about tagline. brick and mortar. Mm. And you look at brick and mortar's logo, it looks like something that would have been on an affliction tee. So maybe this guy is just a big fan of 2007. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Pink got like shirt. the hairstyle that yeah. very 2007, <laughs> just like spiked hair. And he wears a, the button down with like four buttons all yeah. un, unbuttoned. And he's not like in shape or anything. He, he looks like he's probably five foot seven and, and, uh, his name is Travis Lester. I don't know what more you want me to say. <laughs> well, he, well, I don't know. Let's talk food. Uh, he's, again, describing it as casual elegance. He has described Waldo as becoming foodie. That's news That's to me. True. I live in Waldo. I mean, I guess there's uh, Summit Grill and yeah. there's the fo- or is it the ramen noodle place. Yeah. But it's still Waldo. And uh, I would never describe Waldo as foodie. And he's bringing his chef, Laurent Sauce. Mm. He's a chef. He's already moved into town. Okay. Uh, ready to whip some things up in the kitchen. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, again, the food might be good. I don't know. You just can't replace Tanner's. Yeah. Tanner's, which did Friday night karaoke and, um, you know, bombs on bombs on bombs. And the, the, the best cocktail that you got there was a vodka water like well vodka was probably yeah. their number one drink to replace mm-hmm. it with casual elegance yeah oh yeah i i just don't see it just because of how beloved tanner's was yeah and how much of a, a meeting place and how uh sentimental it was yeah. a place that really just you went in there everyone was nice yeah you got uh, really drunk, yeah. and then you could eat chicken lips at 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. This, oh, mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Cheese balls. Yeah. <sighs> it's going to be open, I, I think it said seven days a week, but it talks more about lunch, dinner, and brunch. No mention of keeping the kitchen open till 3 a.m. Yeah. So I, I uh, need my cheese balls. I know. So I guess Lou's is going to you know, yeah, continue to dominate are, the late night food. Yeah, yeah. Lou's and Brookside have already... Uh, Seen a big uptick, but but yeah, this is this is brutal. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm going to go and check it out uh, definitely to see uh, what it's all about, and I'll give it a fair shake, even though I we're sounding pretty negative yeah. on it. But it's easy to dog on a place. Grossive, yeah, grossive restaurant. Travis, bruh. Travis, dude, yeah. just but, call me Turtle. Yeah, man, I'm gonna just take my Cali restaurant, move it right into Waldo because it's so foodie. Yeah, bruh. All right, that's it for our California impressions. Yeah, that's uh, it for uh, what's what's new, what's, what's coming. I what's think it's coming. supposed to open June 6th or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm seeing June 7th here. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll check it out. I know some Waldonians will 
just be interested to, to see what there it's all about. There might be a protest. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Mayor of Waldo. All right. So that's what we have opening. Um, and then next we're going to go ahead and jump to our interview. Uh, so this one was really fun. Something that um, a little bit different than the last interview we did. Uh, we're talking with the organizers of Boulevardia. Yeah, so um, Boulevardia was a, an idea among a bunch of a bunch of Kansas Cityans. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't just Boulevard Brewing Company. So it was Boulevard Brewing Company. It was the owner of oh, what's that restaurant right there? Mm-hmm. Little Tapas Spanish restaurant. Yeah, I think she says it in the interview. Yeah, she does. Yeah, so um, listen, and, then, and then it was yeah, and then it was <laughs> this um, O'Neill events. Um, uh, company and and it's all put on by O'Neill Events. They run everything. They run everything. A they, team of six gets everything organized, start yeah. to finish. And and it's an it's a really cool story about you know this company. You think of social media companies and marketing companies, and you think you know these were created in the last you know ten years since right. social media existed. But this company has been around for three generations. She ta- she tells some great stories about the founding of the company by her grandfather and. They've got a, a ton. Their fingers and hands involved in a ton of things that happen yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah, the the Royals parade that was them. The World Boulevard, Series parade. Yeah, yeah, the World Series parade. So uh, they've done it all in Kansas City. So and they touch everything with Boulevardia. So mm-hmm. um, good good stuff here. Yeah. So we, we talked with uh, Chris Phelan and Kelly O'Neill Wenzel and uh, had a really great conversation. So go ahead and, and listen up to this. Okay, so today we are joined by two guests from O'Neill Events, uh, Chris Fellon and Kelly O'Neill Wenzel, and uh, we're joined by them because they, uh, w- along with O'Neill Events, put on uh, Boulevardia every single year, uh, an event all of you probably would have heard of. So, uh, Kelly, I guess where I want to start is uh, tell us a little bit about O'Neill Events. I know you're a third generation owner, so. Uh, where did that start uh, originally here in Kansas City? I guess it's in my family blood that we just tend to have uh, a knack for fun and mm. events and uh, spotlights. Um, I think we call it our ADD. We get bored fast, so we like to be have our hand in a lot of the things that are moving and shaking in the city. So my grandfather started the business and was the um, traditional publicity guy. And that use, that term isn't used as much these days, but he would be called if Elvis was coming to town at a venue and he'd do the publicity. And publicity then meant, you know, call some of your friends, get some martinis and come up with some concoction to make a front page picture. Just stand in city square and shout with a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis I mean, is coming to town. Yeah. Okay. He's been known to do things like bring the Barnum and Bailey elephant down the middle of the street, which today I'm like, oh, I couldn't oh, get that just, because we, yeah. PETA would be all over me. And yeah. We just read uh, about a wedding that had an elephant, got approval for an elephant to come to the wedding. So oh yeah. I guess it's yeah. still happening. It still happens, but now it's like Instagrammable and then yeah. you know, <laughs> then you get your handcuffs on afterwards because it's yeah, not okay. allowable. He also was the one that um, his buddy Mike Murphy, who's a radio guy, and um, his buddy uh, Hogarty had a bar and they were trying to figure out how to get people there for St. Patrick's Day, so they're known for starting 
the St. Patrick's Day Parade, um, which is now huge and yeah, fun. So casually started the St. Patrick's you Day. You know, Parade can you imagine a bunch of us day. like saying, "Let's get together, have a drink, and let's see if we can get people down here." Yeah. With, with the original photo that we have, it's right? A cardboard, it's a cardboard sign that says "Sandwich Board" on yeah. the front, and, and it says "Parade" down the street. And of course, they made the paper, and there's a picture to save it. And now look at it. Um, and then my dad came into the business, and he's more of a journalist and writer. Um, and then we did. Um, a little bit of he he was more in the traditional PR and marketing scene but um, uh, we'd do publicity but he would do it in the traditional sense when things grand openings of hotels and um, political campaigns issue campaigns so politically got very connected and then I weirdly have branched off into what I'd call the worst business model ever which is let's do festivals for a living because yeah. it's pretty much not the most genius idea ever because it's hard work it I feel like there's festivals it's, it's great it's a hard work I say it would be nice if somebody just handed me a check and I do your event versus let me let me let me figure out how to pay myself make sure the event is profitable and successful and let's mm-hmm. not worry about weather you know mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, right yeah, so good luck with that so now we um, at O'Neill do a lot of the big festivals in the city. Um, we have a blast at it, and mainly because everyone on our staff is a huge lover of Kansas City. So anything to make our community better, um, to really, you know, create new things, feel like we were part of the community that did it. That's that's kind of the uh, DNA of everybody here at O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's where we started with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is just truly a, a love for Kansas City and. Uh, as you started to get into festivals, I'm sure Boulevardio was one of them. Were you involved with the kind of the creation of that? And have you been mm-hmm. with Boulevardia since its conception? Yeah, I call um, Boulevardia as one of my babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three at home, but this one, <laughs> this one tends to be nicer than my 16-year-old sometimes, with right? Kids, but. <laughs> um, so yeah, we. Um, I sat down. Boulevardia has been a concept of few people in Boulevard Brewing Company and um, even James Taylor at La Bodega and, and some of those of just how do we create a city festival, an urban street festival. Yeah. Um, and so we um, kept getting, kept talking about it. And I finally just sat down with the marketing director, Jeremy Raganes at the time. He's now at a different brewery. Um, and he's like, we're, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down and um, got some of his buddies and people together and kind of formed a board and created Boulevardia, which I said is like putting sugar on a spoon and giving it to a toddler. They yeah. loved it. Yeah. And uh, it was how an many names success. did you go through before you got to Boulevardia, Boulevardia? was it. It was always going to be it. Now, the location was a, a, a really interesting path to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what's beautiful about Boulevardia is Boulevard as a brand um, is a really strong brand. And so to emulate some of the uh, marketing factors of that, like um, the sustainability and all of that, that there's more behind Boulevard than just the beer. It's kind Absolutely. of the whole culture behind it. And that was something we just wanted to model, but also make it Kansas City's festival, not just Boulevard's um, yeah. festival. And I think we were successful in really creating a community event that's unique and different, but um, has some good values behind it. And what, what year was all that when it when it did start? 2013, I think, was Chris. Was that our first year or when I did the paperwork? <laughs> 14 yeah. would have been the first year of the actual. That it was on. Yeah, 14, mm-hmm. 14, yeah. 14, 16, 15, yeah. This is our sixth year, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. Jeez. This is where I get old, and Chris is here to keep me. <laughs> yeah. So, but the paperwork would have been 13. Yep. So, Chris, you're kind of one of the point people here on Boulevardia. Um, 
what does your next 23 days look like? I, I think that we're 22, is it 23 days away. Yeah. Oh, Thanks man. a lot. Wow. I know, yeah. Put the pressure on you. But we purposely don't put that count clock down. Yeah, clock, you got to have one of those terrible calendars. Yeah. Just yeah. Hate it. Yeah. But what, what does your next three weeks look like? Is it just is it just balls to the wall? Is it crazy? Or, or are, is there a calm and method to the chaos? Or <laughs> there, There's a method. Um, you know, we... The, the team at O'Neill, we, we work really well together, and we all kind of have our own niches. So mm-hmm. um, when you're when you're managing a project, you, you kind of, as we said, want to touch all of it and, and put people in, in motion to kind of do their thing. So right now, we really we're focusing a lot on the signage, the the decor, and, and the layout items, um, and, and making sure that all the people that we've had conversations with over the last six to eight to ten months, you know, are, are going to be where they're supposed to be, be there when when they need to load in. Um, and really, it's kind of maybe it's putting the icing on the cake, really, if you will, for the next three, um, for the for the next next three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, you know, you, we've the foundation is built, and and other than the couple of years, we've decided to change the location, mm-hmm. um, which is truly when you have to build it from the ground up and, yeah. and go out and you talk to all the tenants and the neighbors in the in the stockyards district or the West Bottoms. When we were over there and, and make sure you know you answer every question and, and people are um, going into it same with the attendees we want everybody that's there to be positively impacted by it mm-hmm. um, so really I, it's the icing and maybe yeah. it's putting some food coloring in the icing too to change the color a little <laughs> yeah. bit here and that's there maybe the it's TV's. starting over and scraping off yeah. a few yeah. times yeah. because we we, the candles may fall down a few yeah. times, and you got to pick them. We got to make sure the them. permits are there, mm-hmm. so you can drink beer when you come. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that's some of the most tedious pressure. Work, you know, that that those couple days leading up to it has got to be, you know, oh, I forgot about that. So mm-hmm. what I'm coming from is, yeah. I just got married in December, planning <laughs> a wedding. You know, you do it for a whole year, and mm-hmm. and it was a team effort. Oh my God, my brother is getting married the weekend after Boulevardia, so I'm in that hell okay. as well, and. But, we felt like yeah. we, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to compare it to that. Yeah. Because it took about nine months to plan. We felt like we had all the foundations and everything together. But then the week of, it's just like, oh, we forgot about this. We forgot about that. What about the handkerchiefs? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all this, all these little things come rushing together yeah. the last week. I'm sure it's pretty similar planning an event of, we had, you know, 230 people at our wedding. You guys are expecting, what, 50,000? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably some tedious things Chris is making it sound very calm and collective and we our team is because you have to be in this industry but Mm -hmm. the reality is um, what we always laugh at is everybody in the city thinking about you know the six of us on this team right now because just six yeah six planning for 50,000 oh yeah I mean (laughs) and that's just not all event people so um, we laugh even other clients and everybody just feel that oh well Mm -hmm. they're thinking Boulevardia, even though we're working on their stuff. So you, you have to remember with O'Neill, we do other festivals and so and events. And so um, this is our season, if mm-hmm. you will. And so we get the carny pants on and it's it's time to, you know, ride the ride it. And one of the, you know, things that we have right after Boulevardia is the Kansas City Air Show, which is new this year. So Chris is is dipping in both. And so, yeah, you're constantly like, what subject? What one are we talking <laughs> yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know the next 23 days is probably going to be crazy, but when did the planning for this actually start for 2019 Boulevardia? You... We do a, a debrief, you know, right after the festival. We get together with our committee and our staff and say thank you and, and uh, you know, appreciate all the volunteer time that goes into it. And uh, and then you really, you see what was a positive, what, what was negative, what can change and get better. And then you start talking about 
the bands, honestly, mm-hmm. for the next year. And, and mm-hmm. so you start, you know, shows are announcing a year plus out. You see boards for Sprint Center that are, you know, next year for yeah. concerts that are coming in. And so as you start to try and figure out what do you want to do for the following year, we're, we're in the fall really having heavy conversations about what the following mm-hmm. year will look like for the festival. So, And speaking of some of the music I actually bring in for this event or others, we always hear about weird writers that bands have when they when they decide yeah. to book. Is there anything, any good stories you have for us about a, a writer that uh, a band may have when, um, when booking them? Because O'Neill does, does the booking and all that stuff as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we have some funny stories of whether it's the... You always have to determine, is it truly the talent or is it their crazy managers and um, Mm -hmm. you know site crew around them Mm -hmm. Um, and you never quite know and then in the end sometimes you figure it out Um, we'll never forget we had an event and I can't name names because that would be terrible (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) where the stage manager was super high maintenance and he came in to do a um, early morning sound check and we're like okay dude your band's kind of old you know whatever I'm narrowing down the yeah 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 no, 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 no. you don't, know which, yeah, don't know which event yeah you don't know which event and we were doing the sound check and he was like well where's my runner and I was like a runner is traditionally somebody that is there for them to get whatever they need mm-hmm. and I was like ah, sorry like I'm here I'll run for you what do you need and he said I need an eye patch or no he yeah. yeah I need a patch and a baby gift bag and a pack of six and a pack of six and I went like a patch like our patch or <laughs> kind of patch are you needing he's like i've got this eye thing and i need to have this patch and he was really extremely rude so mm-hmm. i was like i cannot believe i am head what's of this baby- company and running to go get a baby gift bag and and the, the right what, what, yeah what's a baby gift bag <laughs> right well apparently <laughs> one of the old men had just had a baby or something in the band and so he needed and to give in, him a gift in some cases like that you know like yeah. if it's a fly-in date which which it was they'll they'll pack that in their bag and then they leave and they go right to a maybe a baby shower or something when they yeah. come home mm-hmm. oh so, so they he, he he needed a gift yeah for the guy he had the gift i think he had a onesie or something he needed yeah, the he bag needed to, to yeah. put it in yeah because yeah. yeah, I, I booked a, a concert in college one time for sammy adams who was like kind of like a blow up soundcloud rapper is basically yeah. what i would call him and i remember getting the writer and thinking like why does he need chicken fingers like just the most random like triple x he's mm-hmm. a small guy triple x white tees um, I think condoms were on there. Oh yeah, and like mm-hmm. sparkling water. And I'm like, this is so strange. Um, yeah, but, yeah. The uh, beauty that- of a festival is to traditionally we look at that when I sign the contract and I just do a real big huge red X and put this mm-hmm. is a festival, buddy. This is what yeah. you're getting. And we treat. I will say one of the things that we probably do the best is we try to t- treat our entertainers well and mm-hmm. more in a communal space versus once you get to these big bands they all want to be by themselves and yeah. hidden away the nice the nice thing about boulevardia is you know we work with mammoth um they they do our booking for us and and mm-hmm. production side of things and we all kind of work together to figure out our you know plan of attack knowing okay you're going to deal with a personality in in this regard for this band you uh-huh. know and that's always something that conversations can come up or when we're looking to book up something they they can say you know this this band there there's a lot of drugs that mm-hmm. that come to a show yeah, in yeah. that regard and it influences our decisions that we make uh-huh. um but
but they've got a great crew that we work with too. So it's, it's kind of knowing some of those things, that same, uh, band, I remember delivering, I think food to one of their, one of their rooms and the guitar player was sitting in a robe with, had no pants on (laughs) and he was sitting on the bed practicing his guitar and he just said, put the food over there, please. (laughs) And it was, it was, it was interesting. Especially when they're like five minutes, they don't even use half the stuff. We had one where I accidentally put a, um, one where they had a writer that was like, please make sure the room is dehumidified, has candles trapped number 22. Um, I think it was like every smelly thing you could possibly do. And I yeah. sort of put a band in that has a tendency to smoke a lot of marijuana mm-hmm. yeah. in the same room the night before. Oh, and okay. so we had to detox the room afterwards. It was fairly mm-hmm. heavy smell, but they had managed to make it sound smell worse in my opinion. But Apparently. It's like throwing yeah. a party in co- in high school when your parents are yeah out of you town, overdo and it you just like for and clearly the you know it right something happened it's yeah like for it's like my parents come home things. and they're like it's a little cleaner than we left it yeah. what's going on here's the key for that mm-hmm. and someone taught me this you intentionally burn popcorn because that will mm-hmm. overdo the smell of anything that's in in the house and then you can just say oh sorry mom i burnt popcorn or something interesting i just want to try that and the next time there's a little heavy (laughs) dose of marijuana in somebody's room yeah burn some popcorn right it was funny because you're talking about trying to make sure you know you're working with them to get the right band who's not going to cause trouble Mm -hmm. or anything like that my situation booking a rapper to play in the middle of a neighborhood in manhattan kansas Probably wasn't a very yeah. smart idea. He ended up getting arrested on stage. Of course he did. Uh, for inciting a riot, I think is what he got charged uh, with. Nice. <laughs> See, yeah. good for his career, like street-wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but have you guys ever had um, like something go terribly wrong on stage? I haven't been to Boulevard yet for a couple of years, but have you ever had either a problem with an artist on stage or like maybe someone from the crowd trying to get on stage. Has that ever happened there? This table's real wood, right? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we... I have an Irish fest, You have an hilarious. Irish fest, and, and that's that goes back to the event itself, is in, in event planning, is you, you can prepare for everything yeah. possible, but you you there's always a scenario, like with Irish fest, with a tire flying off of a car once, you, mm-hmm. you just, you can't, Think you, of you don't enough stuff. For tires you know, it's, off of cars. it's. I do now. <laughs> yeah, you do. You That's really on do. The list now. Um, Checklist. We have a big long list of wild things yeah. that happen we, at events. We've had things where, um, you know, an artist may. Uh, I don't maybe like a drone flying around somewhere or, or something yeah. and they're like I'm not going to go on the stage until that thing is out of the air and mm. you know we know that's not our it's none of yeah. our drones up because we don't put them up and so you got to go find you know the person well, that there was a band a um, I want to say it was the struts was it the struts who was the guy that had the that climbed yeah, up the, the um, side of the stage and I think everyone on our sound crew about jumped on him because it would have seriously i think it was struts and and with boulevardio was so funny is that ferris wheel is is usually right next to the stage Mm -hmm. it's become kind of an iconic skyline addition Mm -hmm. to it and uh both the the struts and um i'm trying to remember who the other band was they'll go over and perform on it it was the (laughs) the not local natives it was um um the other younger Shoot. boys they you can't control artists you know they just want to do what they want to do and and if you 
if you tell them they can't get on the Ferris wheel, you're you're uh, Actually, obstructing their artistic yeah. individuality. Yeah. And it was fun seeing the guy on the guitar going around this during the song. Oh, it yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Actually, we could probably tell our Guster story because that was uh, that was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Is um, the weather is always our big Welcome. issue yeah. with? I feel um, like that's what you unfortunately people who are upset make the most noise, and a, a lot of times it is too hot. Or rain, I think, will happen. Or, or your safety was gonna—you were gonna die if I let mm-hmm. you stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things is we become like they say one of the top, top ten most stressful jobs were number five or six, depending on the poll. This last year we we went to number well, six. It usually is both because I think it's like it's public relations and and event. <laughs> it event is planning. event planning, but it's right? all so. behind <laughs> public service, like yeah. Yeah. police, fire, ambulance, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Mil- anyway, um, one of our biggest issues, obviously, is weather, and we're constantly monitoring it because, well, we like to keep twenty thousand people safe um, when we need to. Yeah. And we saw this thing rolling in, and one year we just got nailed every night. It was just. Um, constant hit and um we kind of anticipated it might hit us it might not it's kansas city so you never know and so all day we kind of anticipated this might happen and sure enough within 30 minutes um prior to guster going on we were freaking out everybody's listening talking to the scanners talking Mm -hmm. to different places to see if we needed to close the the grounds because of lightning or terrible storms and basically we um right before Guster was supposed to go on and they're standing there in front of me I made the call with the head of who is now chief of police and mm-hmm. I said we gotta we gotta evacuate everybody to the parking garage and he, they just turned around and these sad puppy dog eyes and they said well are we not gonna get to play and yeah. I was like I mean do you want to play in that and well, yeah we do and I said well I've got an idea if you'll follow me and they're like what do you mean and I was like can you go play in the parking garage as a pop-up? And that's sort of Guster's thing. And yeah. so they were thrilled. And so we had to call around on radio to get the sound equipment from the DJ in the maker's market to bring his sound equipment because these guys don't do acoustic, right? Yeah. They're all ready for their, you know. And uh, chief of police was like, Kelly, Kelly, this is going to not be good. And I was <laughs> like, it's like putting a pacifier in a baby. Just give me five minutes and everything will calm down in this garage. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they played they a great, playing. remarkable set. And it was really mm-hmm. fun. That's incredible. That's yeah. great. And, and they came back the following year. Too. We did have them. It they, was fun. It was one of those. It was like the, it's the one time we brought a band back for Boulevardia, yeah. but it was, they wanted to play and they're like the parking garage is awesome but it was uh, one of their most memorable yeah and they were it's cool when bands are want to come back because they either have heard of of a great a festival or event or they're like we didn't get to play and we really want to oh yeah that's one of those stories that everyone will remember i mean you don't people go to these festivals you won't remember every single show you see yeah but yeah something like that parking garage yeah i mean that sounds yeah that sounds perfect um, speaking of some of the bands, we'll talk a little bit about this year. Um, I know you guys do a, a really good job of trying to book as many local bands as possible. Um, keep in mind, we are best friends with Wonderfuzz. So, do you yeah. want to say who do you what 
local band you think will be huge in the mm-hmm. next uh, five years? Mm-hmm. Wonderfuzz is great. Wonderfuzz is great. We had them at Riverfest River Fest, a couple years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and they obviously they play jazz you and all over the place. Yeah, they're they, they're, uh, they played they played my wedding. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, we got to yeah. I went to their album release party not too long ago. That's awesome. Check out their original. Yeah, stuff. great great dudes. And yeah, just, like, great super guys. fun to be around. And I saw they were on the main stage on Saturday yeah. afternoon. So yeah, so, so, so that might be our number one local band. But do you guys have any other? I know there's been other local bands to come through and, and then kind of blow up. I think you had a few examples on there. Well, I mean, I saw the. I mean, the greeting committee is starting yeah. to yeah. get a, a lot of national attention, mm-hmm. and, and they'll be playing. Uh, who else should we keep our eyes on? Uh, full shout out to Chris Hagarian. He uh-huh. is he uh, helps run Middle of the Map Festival. Uh, does a show on on the bridge, and he is he knows more about local music than I, I think. 20 people could put their minds together. And all the and, local and, musicians and, really owe it to Chris. Yeah. He really helps get them playing Chris mm-hmm. is incredible. And for being six years into Boulevardia and having, uh, this year we have 52 different bands when you combine our three stages and our silent disco DJs. Yeah. Uh, and in a majority of that, it's usually over 40 plus that are local. And then, you know, every year we're like, six to nine national bands mm-hmm. um chris does such a great job of, of finding new music or taking bands that may be doing just little projects and and kind of convincing them to to get involved um this year i know he was uh really really looking forward to the Appleseed uh cast and and okay. getting them together um and and i think you know, our, our focus with the local scene really is just to, to give anybody a, a shot that has unique music. Yeah. And we don't want it to all be the same genre. We want it mm-hmm. to be hip hop. We want it to be jazz. We want it to Real be funk, yeah. rock, all of it. So, yeah, those guys, Kemet's incredible. And really, it's so whenever you go see a band on any of the stages, you might walk away and you're going to be like, man, that band's awesome. And they're from Kansas City. Yeah. This, the scenes here pretty is pretty incredible. It is incredible, and so it, that's what makes Boulevardia an instant success as well as our local bands. They have followings, you mm-hmm. know. You can put them on, and you know each one of them is going to have a great crowd, um, and that's what's so, again, that whole love of Kansas City yeah. it just emulates down. I was driving last night listening to um, Alt Nation on Sirius XM, and they mentioned you know one of their upcoming band listed some bands, and they mentioned Hembry, you know, yeah. and, and Hembry has been a part of Boulevardia a number of years, and so... It's that sense of pride you get when mm-hmm. you hear these bands Marcus that continue Lewis, to get yeah. more and more success. Yeah, Marcus Lewis band. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have um, them this year. Some of the national bands that you guys get to bring on. I mean, Fits in the Tantrums this year. Um, Young the Giant, correct? Uh, do you always do you feel like pressure to book that those big headliners? Um, in and what what is that process like? Because those know, are big bands. I mean, they, they play are. huge those are huge spaces and. Yeah. And Boulevardia, being six years old, you know, it's not one of those big festivals, but, you know, they're, they're a huge band. Yeah, this is something we've struggled with from the founding days of Boulevardia is really, do we need to do that? Can we mm-hmm. create a festival that people just trust us and they're going to come no matter what because it's great? And I think we've done a really good job of that, where we're not going after the massive bands. We're mm-hmm. not, we don't want to be just a music concert. We yeah. want to be a community event. Yeah, and Urban Street Fest. you can totally mm-hmm. do more than just come see the bands. And so we teeter on that. And that's mm-hmm. a tough, tough, tough teeter because yeah. you really want to be progressive and new and fresh. I laughed and I forgot to tell the staff this. I was in, I think, Free People or one of the plaza shops with my daughter the other day and i 
perk up because I hear two people behind me going, are you going to Boulevardia? Are you going to Boulevardia? Yeah. Well, I just don't know. I really, really was into the bands last year. I'm not so sure I'm into the bands. And then they were doing this argument. But really, do you know? Did you see this? You really should go. Mm-hmm. And finally, I kept my mouth shut until the very end. And I finally said, I think you should go. I do that <laughs> yeah. event. And they were like, oh, God, I'm glad we didn't say anything to you. Yeah. Um, people do talk about it. And I think that was the exact conversation that is what I want people to say. Look, mm-hmm. you don't need to, to really be digging the all bands. the bands. They may not be your gig, mm-hmm. but they are a great performer. And when you go, you're going to know their songs and you may be right in front of the stage mm-hmm. or you might be over in silent disco having a blast. Yeah, yeah. And like Fits in the Tantrums and, and Young and the Giant, the, you know, that is, I would say it's, it's the two probably most popular band we've, two back we've to ever back. had yeah. um, mm-hmm. back to, especially on the same night and um, they're playing Red Rocks in Colorado then on Wednesday and yeah. then they come here on Friday um, Tech 9 kind of changed the game a little bit last year mm-hmm. for us and, and being the fifth year and then the collaboration that he did with uh, Boulevard and yeah, Blue was really unique and so you do kind of every year start mm-hmm. saying alright who are we going to get or what's going to fit really well and, and, and you don't want to have a band that comes here all the time that plays consistently in Kansas City because bands love to come here mm-hmm. so it's a good thing but you also don't want to just hit somebody that's always here yeah and so mm-hmm. what we what we're also finding and this is credit to Boulevardia finally being number six is a lot of these festivals have to build up credibility amongst the agencies to really determine what is their fit they want to be in front of the crowd so sometimes they'll pick an event over the money because that event means a lot more for record sales and yeah, some of the other things, right? And you know, then they also have to play it with a radio gig, right? So which one do we do? And Boulevardia has really finally gotten the reputation that we could get a package like Fitz and they were a touring package. Mm-hmm. And so we they really wanted to play this market and they wanted to play not this market at just in a venue, they wanted to play at a festival. So yeah. That's where mm-hmm. hopefully we'll start to see more of that and be able to bring people at Boulevardia mm-hmm. a, a wider variety. So the day of the event, do you guys have unlimited drink tickets, and are you just um, are you just coining and just saying the event's over, I'm done, I'm getting hammered tonight, or you're still on the clock? The clock oh usually God. stops at about four, 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, and then poor Chris, who's a father. <laughs> Gets to go home for a little bit, and I usually make him not come back, and the, the rest of us tear down. But no, unfortunately, we're on the grind. We're, we're the ones managing. We have to tear that thing down in about six hours oh, to man. get it out of the streets. Yeah. So if you have unlimited drinks, yeah, it sounds tokens. like you're not using them. So No, you guys, we yeah, give yeah, the yeah, unlimited yeah. drink tickets to our board <laughs> to go give to the unhappy yeah. people that mm-hmm. might yeah. not be or happy. Or two random podcasters. Right, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You find us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be like, that. where's Waldo? Find Chris and Kelly, and you, you'll get a drink. Trust yeah. me. All right, so I guess uh, just with this last question, maybe – um, give us a rundown of what it looks like to where we can get tickets um, and then maybe some of the logistics of the event when's it starting and if you want to shout out any sponsors or uh, any other causes that you have going to so I guess start with how can we get there Boulevardia.com is is the resource for everything you need to know for for the festival and uh, it is uh, propaganda three does the work for for boulevardia.com they do a fantastic job with our website and the graphic work shout out to whiskey design who does a tremendous 
job of creating the world of Boulevardia. Um, that's the place to get the tickets. You've got we've got all of our special experiences on there, which includes the Father's Day barbecue brunch on Saturday, um, taps and tastes, which is inside Hale Arena in the air conditioning. You know, 58 breweries, 15 restaurants, unlimited samples, um, and then uh, our, our general admission tickets are, are there. We've got uh, we'll have back this year the VIP structure, which you guys didn't go last year, right? No, not last year. So last year we introduced our VIP deck, which is a two-story uh, VIP deck that you'd, you'd likely like see at like a PGA golf okay. tournament. Oh, yeah. You know, something really super nice. It's got two levels, has a bar on there, perfect view of the stage. Um, we're going to have that back this year for it's Friday fantastic and Saturday. if you want to watch bands and not be in the thick of the crowd mm-hmm. and be in a nice, yeah. cozy place with a short yeah. line for a bar, mm-hmm. yeah. That's you me. will want to okay. buy that ticket. It's yeah, really not like when maybe when I was 23, yeah, we being always in say, the mosh, you know, yeah. or being down, yeah. that'd be great. We get Just a little bit, 30, yeah. yeah, we get the 30-somethings yeah. up in yeah. there. <laughs> and, 20, and the 16-year-old, my son and everybody are down yeah. in the mosh pit. Yeah. In the middle so it is, a, you can go if you're under 21. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. yeah. In fact, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of... A lot of different ages. It it is all ages. And, uh, you know, with the Ferris wheel and the carnival rides, the Maker's Market is a great place to shop. There's so much to see and do there. Uh, Cartwheel Jess, Jessica Rogers. The disco. Yeah, the silent disco. That's so fun. going to be really neat. Have you guys been to a silent disco? I haven't. I've seen seen all you want to All you do is want to watch a silent (laughs) disco. You don't need to take part in it. Okay. It so, is. It, we really beefed that up. It's, we went from 150 headphones that had a line all last year to 300 headphones this year. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that you have to do at least yeah. once. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You yeah. got it. So boulevardy.com has got all the information, everything you need to find, everything that's out there for the festival. And uh, and, and that's the, the place to start. And our social media pages, you know, we're, we're constantly promoting everything that's going on, what's new, what's different, um, and, and really giving the love out to everybody that we, there's with Boulevardia, there are over over 75 um, different local participants and that's everything our bars are staffed by nonprofits charities, charities so tip them they, they get 100% of the tips mm-hmm. at the festival and a percentage of the proceeds all goes back to them uh, from from the tips perspective and helps their organizations and then our makers market has 30 plus vendors um, we've got all the food vendors that come out to the event over 15 plus and then you've got all the bands we've already talked about so and all the production and yeah. all the vendors that put it together so Kelly mentioned it being like the idea when it was originally born was how do we celebrate Kansas City and and truly when you have almost a hundred different groups that are involved in the in the weekend kind of coming out and supporting each other and having a great time you can you can see why people really love it and, and want to support it because it's, it's a unique neat thing yeah, yeah definitely for sure mm-hmm. all right well thanks thank Chris, you Kelly. we appreciate you guys coming on appreciate absolutely thanks for having us all right thanks again to Chris and Kelly that was a, a ton of fun to do that interview and I know I think my favorite part about it was hearing how uh, a local Kansas City company was able to go from really just your traditional PR hey let's book Elvis when he comes to Kansas City to yeah let's promote Elvis yeah. <laughs> let's put on Boulevardia with you know some of the hippest bands in 2019 very cool story yeah I think I think my favorite part was that Guster story um Having to having to be on stage while it's raining, and you're in charge. You make the call whether or not this concert happens. Yeah, with the lead singer, tens of, of thousands of people. Yeah, lead singer of Guster standing right there, and you have to make the call and then say, "Hold on, wait a minute. Let's do a concert in the in the parking right. garage." That's such a cool story, and having to make that call takes guts. So that was that was definitely my favorite part of that 
that interview. Yeah, very cool. So thanks to to Kelly and Chris from O'Neill Events. A, a lot of fun. And uh, speaking of fun, uh, one of our favorite segments is up next because Brittany Lynn uh, has dropped some really fire posts. And uh, if you guys hadn't heard the Brittany Lynn Post of the Week segment that we did week one, well, it's back. Let's go. All right, so Brittany Lynn Post of the Week getting on the lemon yoga mat here. Got a good one from Brittany Lynn this week. All right, I'm going to be doing some sit-ups uh, for Brittany. Because the sunshine's back, I got to post my workout in my sunshine outfit. Star emoji, sun emoji. I feel so confident in this outfit. It just made me want to kill this workout. Does anyone happen to do this? Uh, leg day is my fave. If you enjoy dying on leg day, give these a go. I love dying. Dying. She didn't say that. I did. Dying with a friend is always more fun. Oh, yeah, Brittany, because I want to die with my friends and not let them live. Ugh. Twin emoji. Three to four sets. Eight to 12 reps. Whew. And that's our Brittany Lynn post of the week. All right. Shout out, Brittany Lynn, for helping get me back in shape. Yeah, side note, Brittany Lynn's been posting a lot of uh, wedding pictures. Yeah. Patty, Pat Mahomes, if you need to borrow a tie, <laughs> I've got like 10 ties you can borrow, Pat. Yeah. Put on a tie for a wedding, Patrick. Yeah. Well, we know where he lives, so. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just start driving by, throwing ties on your front yard. Right, yeah. So shout out, Brittany Lynn. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for getting me back into shape. Um all right, so that was the Brittany Lynn post of the week, getting in shape, getting out of shape. We had a peanut Sunday. That's, yeah, everyone <laughs> knows, a lot of people know what a peanut Sunday. If you is. haven't had a peanut Sunday, you got to go have a peanut Sunday. Go down to the peanut on Main. I got there. Um, I had a wedding on Saturday night, and I just knew I would need the peanut Sunday morning. So got to the peanut. About twelve thirty, just sat at the bar waiting for. That's the best when you when you text everyone. You're like, all right, everyone want to do a peanut Sunday real right. quick, and people are like, yeah, I can be there at one, or I can be there at one thirty, and so I'm ready to go though. Yeah, so you just go and you you save a table, or you sit yeah. at the bar, and you can be by yourself there easily. Yeah, where are you at? Can you save a table if you're just one person? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've done it all the time. All right. Yeah, um, especially if the round is over. <laughs> yeah. So I sit at the bar, and it's just funny, the people that you meet at the Peanut, I met an investment banker, talked to him for probably 30, 45 minutes, had a great conversation. Because the people you texted hadn't showed yeah, up. Yeah, they hadn't showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I got there at 1230. Me. People yeah. like Danny, uh, my other friends, uh, siblings are saying, oh, yeah, one. Well, it's like one fifteen. No one's still there. I'm just talking to this banker. He gets up to leave as my friends are getting there, and he's like, hey, come outside and a couple seconds and I've got something for you. I was like, oh, I don't know what this means. <laughs> this is a strange old man. This is a strange know. guy. So he's got uh, something for you. Yeah, but so he gives me a, a book that he wrote called The Nest Egg. Yeah. He probably thinks I need to get my finances in check, judging by, I don't know, uh, just being at the peanut <laughs> being on at the Sunday. Peanut like that Preparing on Sunday. to spend, you know, $50 <laughs> exactly. on beer and wings. Yeah, so got a book, got a hat from him for the u.s open which hasn't even happened yet i don't know how this guy has his hands on this merchandise so it was like a it was a hat for, for the, the 2019 open. u.s open yeah oh. which at 
Um, Pebble Beach? Pebble Beach, yeah. Hasn't even happened yet. That investment <laughs> bakers get that kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess so. But then, you know, finally, if you're that person who gets there first, then all your friends finally show up. Um, and I've negotiated a deal basically with the people at the round table. Yeah, you've got to uh, get that. Hey, when so. you guys are done with it, I have friends coming. We're going to steal it from you. You know, just a handshake agreement. And sure enough, it happens. And next thing you know, we're at the best patio in Kansas City. Yeah, you got to make sure you honor those deals. Those yeah. are those deals are ironclad. Mm-hmm. And so if you make a deal and, and there are people like hovering around the round. Yeah. The, hovering around the round table <laughs> at the at the peanut. You know, that deal that you made with someone, that's ironclad. Yeah, yeah it's sacred. And, and then, of course, you know, if you're the new group moving into the round, you have to bust your own table. Yes, yes, you do. You have to get it all cleared up. Yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful day out, so I'm not going to call the people we made a deal with rookies, but they hadn't converted the peanut into a patio yet, so yeah. we, we propped the door open. Prop open that door, best uh, patio in Kansas City. Yeah, and there we are, and uh, had a great time, uh, but witnessed one of the most heinous crimes I think I've ever seen at the peanut. Tell me. Well, the most heinous crime was a, a, a sauceless wings that I saw ordered once. So you saw sauceless wings? I saw sauceless wings. Someone order the wings without sauce. Yes. I saw, and I don't know, I haven't tried this yet. I don't know if this is genius or not. I saw wings, instead of, bar, instead of uh, buffalo sauce, they ordered the hollandaise sauce. They ordered that's, the wings to be move. tossed in the hollandaise. <laughs> they have good hollandaise. Um, yeah. The peanut has good eggs Benedict, but they ordered the wings tossed in the hollandaise yeah. sauce. Well, I think that we can assume, at least between the two of those, definitely one of them's a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's that some is, weird stuff to that get is into right pre-crime there. pre-crime behavior to the <laughs> Very max. much so. Tom Cruise is going to swoop down from, right. from a drone. A pre-crog has had that dream yeah. before. Well, and they're pretty easy to spot. Yeah. You know, if you're ordering mm. sauceless wings or wings with hollandaise sauce, you're committing a crime later in yes. life. and and uh, yeah, Tom Cruise will get you. Yeah, and so I don't know you, you when you go into the this crime that I saw. When I go into the peanut, you know, I'm expecting to bust my own table. They have yeah. maybe one waitress and a bartender, and that's all. Yeah, they have they a have bartender and a food runner. So help out, you know. Yeah. And uh, two older women who sat at the table behind us ordered a couple beers and a dozen wings. It looked like. Well, they you could see them starting to complain as their wings hadn't come out, but. You know they got to make the wings fresh, uh, and so it says on the menu minimum of twenty minutes. It's, you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, uh, the wings finally get out there, and the server's being as nice as he can be to them, and they take one like touch of the wings, and I guess they're not temperature wise hot enough for them. So sometimes, like if you touch just the like the wing part, you know, yeah. like the part that sometimes still has feathers on it. Oh yeah, it like cools really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I have touched like that little section of the wing and it's been cool to touch but then once you get to the meat it's it's very hot very hot so i guarantee i mean amateurs yeah. obviously they've mm-hmm. probably never been to the peanut but they probably touched like the tip of the feathery yeah. part of the wing and then thought they were cold yeah so now they're complaining and then uh, you don't complain at the peanut yeah if you, you complain really at the peanut yeah. yeah exactly and so they get to the point where they just say we don't even want the wings at all We'd rather you throw them in the trash can than eat them. That's so I a, saw the waiter have to throw them in the trash can because it's food that's been touched by other people yeah, and you can't yeah. serve it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they make the waiter do that, and then they grab their beers, put them in their purses. These are like 60-plus-year-old women. What Put in them the in world? their purses and walk out, didn't pay a dime, 
and had 12 beautiful peanut wings yeah. executed. Well, I mean, in, in the long run, everyone's better because those people will never come yes, back to the Yes, that's peanut. true. That and so true. We, we won't have to deal with... Because on a peanut Sunday, most of the time, people that are there are regulars on the, on a mm-hmm. peanut Sunday. Yeah. And you can spot the not regulars really quickly. Mm-hmm. They walk in, they start to look around waiting for their bartender or their server to come. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 one of my favorite traditions in Kansas City is sitting down at the peanut on a Sunday, watching people come in, sit down, sit there for like three minutes and then leave before, oh, yeah. they, before no talking because no one came up. I was like, you got to go to the bar. You have <laughs> yeah. to. You got to do something like, yeah, just go ask, just mm-hmm. go ask for a beer and I'll give them to you. you yeah. Know? But it, I mean, if it keeps, you know, certain people out of there who, yeah. you know, can't handle the peanut, yeah. then, you know, it's uh, natural selection. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at the peanut. <laughs> natural selection for the people that we want at the peanut. Exactly. When we're there. Yeah. So, so that's a, a really fun peanut Sunday. And um, every peanut Sunday has a, has a peanut Sunday story to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And so. When when we do Peanut Sunday, we will uh, make sure to uh, and there's always one more. Those. There's always like six one more beers because uh-huh. you get off pace well, with you everyone never else. Finish your first, beer. yeah, that's true. But everyone always one more beer, and that yeah. happens usually six times, and then it's six o'clock. Yeah, and it's Sunday, and you got to go to work. Yeah, in the and you got to go to work. And, <laughs> you know, maybe you. Maybe you puke in the parking lot the next yeah, day. I don't know. I don't know if that happened to anyone. I have not heard of anything that does happening this podcast. Recently. Has that ever nope. happened? To I haven't heard of that. Anyone um, that recently, on but this podcast? you know, allegedly that, there was video of would that happened. I don't know. There, <laughs> there is a trash. I just, I will say, I know that in the parking lot across the street at Prime Sushi, I know there is a trash can that if someone did need to puke, they could puke in there. You know that? I know that someone okay. could do that. Okay. I don't know who would, but yeah. someone could do that. Okay. So, well, who knows? We'll never know. Uh, but that's our peanut Sunday, and uh, it's always a great slash bad way to start the week, depending yeah. how you look at it. Uh, but, you know, never, nevertheless, we always have fun at the peanut, so shout out to them. Come on the podcast. Come on the pod. <laughs> um, but that'll do it for us this week. Uh, ton of fun. Thanks for listening to our interview. Again, uh, shout out to the good people at O'Neill Events. Uh, with uh, Kelly and uh, Chris. A lot of fun there. And for our next episode, since it is wedding season, we have a fun guest teed up for that. Yeah, we're interviewing a wedding planner. We're interviewing Sarah Quinn Levan. Um, she started Quintessential Events. And yeah, it's a wedding planner. We thought it'd be really funny. We thought we could get some yeah, funny good, uh, good responses stories. and some good stories out of the Kansas City wedding scene and kind of how crazy it is. And so, yeah, we thought it'd be fun to interview a wedding planner. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, again, that'll come out next Thursday. Uh, and that's going to be our new cadence is to try to get these episodes out every single Thursday. Uh, so thanks for listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five rating if you like it. Uh, leave a review if you think we're funny. Follow or, us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at State Your Line. And thanks for listening. We'll see you around Kansas City.